0: Good evening and welcome to the Brentford Fan Show with myself, Kieran Critchard. You might be wondering where Matt Beadle is. Well, he had to cover this morning if you'd been listening this morning. So it's me, Kieran Critchard, and the guys from the Besotted Podcast with Billy the B Grant and Dave Lane. We're going to be looking back on the Borough match. It was quite quite an entertaining one. 3-2 victory for Brentford that continues their push for promotion. We're going to be hearing what the fans and head coach Thomas Frank had to say. We'll be harking back so when Lloyd Owusu and Darren Powell appeared at the besotted Bees Up at the brewery, and we'll be looking forward to the end of season Bees Up. Plus, we'll look ahead to a rather significant one. Uh, if you didn't know, Griffin Park tomorrow night is Leeds at home, and deliberating on whether Pontus Jansen will play against his old club. We'll also get the opposition view from Joe from All Leeds TV. The good guys, the economy getting in as well from All Leeds TV. But We'll be chatting to Joe about tomorrow's match. I've spent about a minute there just talking to myself, but obviously I'm joined by Dave and by Billy. How are we doing this evening? Yes, we are buzzing,
4: as they say, um, using the B word. B word, yes, it's one we can use on radio. Um, yeah, well, 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 uh, well introduced. I think uh, it sounds like we're going to have a good program tonight because good. there's lots to talk about. Saturday was uh, an, an essential victory, and then if we win tomorrow. Anything's possible, isn't it? Anything is possible. But, you know, as we say, I mean, we, we, we're we going to talk
1: about that Borough game, which yep. is a massive game. We've got to talk about the Leeds game. But before we do that, as you probably know, everyone knows that we do that, we always like to have our production meeting before we come inside here, um, down at the White Hart Pub, just around the corner in Southwark, just around the corner from Southwark Station. And we have the, the White Hart Whisper, which is what we normally talk about in the White Hart as well. And today. Uh, lady what was what was on the agenda of the white heart whisper today
4: well there was two it was two uh sort of subjects we were talking about well the first one was the uh, the Darren Powell and Lloyd Awusu podcast that we that we put up it's gone live today and so if you just check it out besotted.com
1: uh, or if you go to london, you just check it out that's where all our podcasts go up there we've done a
4: live podcast from it was actually from over a year ago wasn't it yeah it was the uh, the Christmas bees up in the brewery at Fuller's Brewery at, uh, at Chiswick um, and some of the stories that you listen back to they are properly LOL as social media you speak would have it. I used to um, say, but yeah, some real. I mean, have a listen. There's yeah. some. There's some. Sh- there's some shocking stories on there, but they are. They are real. Real quality. It is legendary brilliant. stories. Honestly,
1: and we am not saying just because we did it. Is I mean, I've edited it and uh, put it to you know put it in the, in the fridge for a bit. And I came back to it the other day just to re-jig a few things. And when I was listening back to it, honestly, our tears coming down my eyes, you know. There's stories of, you know, a player who was reading a Ku Klux Klan book. You know, there's stories of John, Ron Nodes. Um, there's, there's a view of Warren Aspinall, who's a very sort of kind of an interesting player that Brentford. Honestly, it was it was no holds barred. It was an absolutely brilliant night. Like I said, we've got another night like that. We're lined up the 1st of May, the night before the last game of the season which is against Barnsley it's going to be uh, in our usual place it's going to be fantastic we've got uh, legends already lined up tickets are already on sale besotted.com forward slash social honestly you should check it out when we did Martin Allen a year and a bit ago it was it was off, it was off, the, off, off the scale
4: and the other topic we were talking about in the White Hart Whisper was the, the poll that's on besotted.com at the moment, or besotted Twitter. Uh, over five, well, 500 people have now voted in that. It's about what are they expecting from tomorrow night. 71% are now saying bees will be victorious. 10% are saying Leeds will win. 19% points will be shared. So there seems to be some confidence there, but we're going to
1: we no, as we are saying, we hold it down, and like I said, to you, we're going to talk about the Leeds game a little bit later. We'll bring that into it, but just coming, bringing it back to the the, 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 the night and the and the socials that we did. What we also did on that night in particular, we raised some money for uh, the Rob Rowan charity. Rob Rowan was a, the uh, was our head of, head of head of football as well, who was an absolutely fantastic uh, person. Myself and Laney knew him very well. You know, we worked very closely with him on on the sort of development of the B team, and uh, you know, he was a great guy to speak. To him a lot, and he died really, really suddenly from a heart condition and uh it actually happened about a month before this social took place so uh we actually raised some money on the night for that and then we didn't really sort of kind of crow too much about it we just basically did it we raised the money we, we paid the money into to the the, the the foundation which is a cardiac risk in the young which is a great great cause as well and anyone wants to, to, to give to that because it's an ongoing fund brentford are doing that you could do that but we, between that and the the summer social i think we raised just over three three pounds three pounds as well as well and that's going to be ongoing for the next social that we do in the summer
0: uh, it, all very 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 interesting and, and fantastic uh, for you to raise awareness about that we'll obviously talk as you mentioned about the borough game in more detail in the next section we'll talk more about the leeds game tomorrow night in a general sense though after the 3-2 victory it is so concertina it's so close up near the top um, considering where brentford are and and, uh, and how other teams are currently doing how do you how do you see the promotion picture in general not just from a brentford sense but in general how how do you guys see it at the moment because it is fr- from a neutral perspective so difficult to predict exactly what's going to unfold so, so Billy, a bit i'll start with you how, how do you see it in terms of automatic promotion six weeks ago people were saying it was all done and dusted now it looks very very different
1: um see so this is the thing right for us we we started slowly you know, we knew he had a good side, but we've had a good side the last season, and the season before. We've noticed there's a difference in this side. So, um, i would say that you say six weeks ago two months ago two and a half months ago we were we would be delighted to get into the playoffs absolutely delighted to get into the playoffs even when it came to the end of december early everyone is still saying it's west brom and it's leeds are the two teams who are absolutely clear leeds were 11 points clear or something like that or maybe yeah. even more you know and we just you know and we were like we'll take that as long as we're going to get the playoffs, which is fine uh i think things have shifted um somewhat um, again we're not going to go into massive statistical stuff but for us you know but two months ago a month and a half ago we had the situation where like I said you, it was Leeds and West Brom and we were pushing even though we were playing some great football we weren't quite getting the results but um, and also a few of the other teams were a little bit lucky but what's happened is that Leeds with the string of results they've had recently have kind of pulled us into near them they've pulled Fulham near to them they've pulled you know, um, you know West Brom as well um, they've had a bad set of results so all of a sudden it's made Things a lot more exciting. The honest truth is that if you want to go on the sort of stats, Leeds are still the best team in the in the division with what they're doing with the chances that they're creating. But what they've got is they've got a situation we might talk about a little bit later, where maybe the, the mentality. Yeah, It's been shook a little bit, and that might be something that we might be able to take advantage of as well. West Ham had a great, uh, West Brom had a great result against Millwall on Saturday. Um, it's a great result for them, but they've had a couple of games which they have probably had a few inverted commas easier games. So we'll have to see how they go because they've got a, a, they've got a set of you know not so easy games coming up. So in the next two to three
4: weeks, we'll see how it really stays. Seems like we're in the running already. That's that's the vibe that's going on, but we're not. We've got such a long way to go, yeah. and you know it might sound dull, but there's there's no trophies going to be handed out in February and uh, for us I guess it's about just staying in touch we've reeled them in Okay, West Brom pulled away a little bit yesterday, but the you know, the underlying trend at West Brom isn't great. They won the last two. They only beat Luton at home. I mean that was just you know, Luton had their chances as well, and Mill offered absolutely nothing from what I saw yesterday of that game. So they've okay, they've got six points out of the last two games, they've kind of stopped the rot, but from our point of view it's about staying within spitting distance of them and just not getting ahead of ourselves, just pacing ourselves carrying on doing the right things and not getting too down if you lose a game if you come back and you win the next two which is exactly what we've done we won the last two games after beating after going down to forest we were a little bit down in the dumps after that forest game but if anything underlined you just have to carry on doing things that you do well that you know it it just actually framed that so you know tomorrow I don't want to feel down in the dumps. I hopefully we can learn from that Forest defeat. I think what what is an interesting uh what is an interesting thing is that uh
1: just after we lost to Millwall which is the end of it was the end of December and we were a little bit down after that because you know Millwall did a bit of a job on us as well um and again if you're a sort of gambling person you know you put it out there you know we were you know we beforehand you got to think about it we were so happy to get the players. all of a sudden we thought bing we popped in and they started to make us tell, like they thought we got 10 percent chance of winning the league which we thought was oh, quite interesting leagues were 51 percent chance of winning the league and West Brom were 33 percent chance of winning the league and that's around about the 29th of December yeah. and then after the game on 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 Sunday when West Brom beat Mill wall and you had us all of a sudden we've popped up you know we're nearly 25 or 23 percent chance of winning the league Leeds are down to 27 percent and West Brom are up to 37 so all of a sudden you can see where the shift is where all of a sudden it's like what's happening so all these things are coming in tighter and all of a sudden people are sort of making us more chance of actually kind of moving into automatic promotion now what we're doing is we're holding it down because we know that it's, it's you get an injury and or you've got a player that gets off form, you know, you're in all sorts of trouble. So these are what other people are saying. But what I love is the fact that Thomas Frank and all the players, anytime you talk to them about promotion and what they're going to do, they always say the next game, you know, we're concentrating on that. So they've been really focused about just doing the job on the next game, which I think is the important thing. And that's kind of, I think, where we want to stay as well.
4: But I, th- I think tomorrow we will be excited as, as, a, as a team. And Leeds will be nervous, really nervous. And hopefully that comes through in how the two teams perform because, you know, it's going to be under the lights, the wind's still going to be here tomorrow, the pitch is still going to be very, very wet. Two teams that want to pass. Uh it's going to be a really incredibly intense atmosphere and we need to use all of the positives to, to make sure that we get a really positive result. I, I I'm I'm looking forward to it so much.
0: One of the the big questions that that I've asked of a lot of Championship guests is, because it's so concertinaed whether the overall standard in the Championship has dropped or not, what's your view on that, Dave? Do you think the overall standard is better, or do you actually think that the, the overall standard has gone down this season?
4: uh that's a really good question i i think it's i don't i don't see a massive difference in it i i I think early on we we saw two teams pulling away and then people were using that argument to say that the standard in the in the championship was was worse because two teams west brom and leeds were making you know such such an easy job of of it but the easy job of it (laughs) is a nine-month season they is that you know again there's no there's no prizes for them being really good in the first first third of the season if they're going to be you know you know, pants and the rest of it. Uh, I I think the standard of football from a Brentford fans' perspective has never been higher. Um, it's the best Brentford team I've, I've ever seen, um, and I'm happy. If 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 the standard elsewhere has dropped a little, that allows us to win more games. So maybe maybe it has. Maybe there has been stronger championships in the last six years that we've we've been there. But uh, you know, it, it makes it a, a still the most exciting division in the world. I think.
0: We'll hear actually from uh, the Middlesbrough fans. Obviously, you you catch up with both Brentford fans and Middlesbrough fans. We'll do that uh, in the next section. When we look back uh, at Brentford's 3-2 win, as I said, it continues the promotion push. It is so, so close to the top. Uh, We'll hear more from that and more discussion about the Borough game next.
2: For the fans, by the fans, Love Sport Radio. It's a really good result.
3: Wasn't a perfect performance being pegged back twice, but we kept coming, kept coming, kept creating, Emiliano made a bit of a spark at the end, and I think overall a deserved win, but a massive three point.
1: All about the result, three points a day, is absolutely massive.
2: That takes us nicely now onto leads, and if we get something out of that, yeah, we're well and
4: truly up for this now. That was, uh, it's all about the three points, wasn't it? And uh, we got the three points, Never, never say die attitude from us and it's a really absolutely classy
1: football some of the flicks and tricks throughout that game it's incredible I mean I just can't
4: believe what we're watching right now but we just kept on going for it going for it but we were a decent side we got some bloody good players I uh, mean when you bring him uh, Sombolonga and Gusted on you know
3: off the bench that's pretty impressive they're a really good team they're a good team but we were better than them once he came on I wasn't in doubt that we were going to score again and we just started playing as you say that football we just it just looked like we were going to score and there was no panicking from the players and once the ball fell into that 12-yard box goal, easy, easy
2: One of the best away games I've been to for a long time
3: I thought Borough
2: were atrocious in the first half uh, picked it up the second half 6 and two threes. in all fairness, a point would have been magic not too sure we fully deserved one, however it was going to happen, you could write in, writing was on the wall for me Last game against Brentford at Griffin Park, you're always going to do us three-two. Not the end of the world. We put up a fight. I hope you still lead and go up. Long, long in the days of going down to Brentford and winning. Now, I mean, I think there was that season we beat you six times in a row. I think it was, and we just see Brentford. Oh, this is an easy three points. Like no disrespect, but now that the tables are turned. See, you're in this pub here now. You're and Palmos all the rest of it. Like, you do make teams feel welcome when you come down here and I think that's why a lot of teams in the championship would like to see Brentford go up because there's no animosity Brentford in Brentford and anyone obviously apart from London maybe but Outside of London, no one has any animosity towards Brentford. As a Middlesbrough fan looking at Brentford, this is this
4: is your main chance. This is your main chance to go
5: uh, Well done to Brentford. Uh, they're a top team. They've got some great players up front, and uh, yeah, they cause us problems all. But they move the ball about well, and they've got quick players up front. legs of Watkins, Ben Ram, players that one hurt you. And to be honest, them two players should be in the Premiership for me. And there might be with Brentford last year. All I can say is to look to Brentford for the rest of the season.
2: We weren't quite at our best today. Certainly not defensively anyway. Hesitant, gave the ball away a lot. But just two or three players just not quite on their normal game. There seems to be a bit of nervousness in defence, which you know probably explains the two goals we, we let in. Um, yeah, we just weren't quite firing on all cylinders today. But look, we, we we ground out a result, and that's the main thing. I think our season depended
4: on that game. Um, I really do. I think, I think if we had lost that today or drawn it, we would have only been a playoff hope at best. Um, I'm not going to go boring one game at a time, but today we ground out a brilliant victory. I don't care that there were faults in that performance. Today was all about the result, and we got what we had to get out of it. We, we needed to win. A, a draw wouldn't have been the end of the world, but it would have made Tuesday night even more of a pressure cooker. Tuesday night is a huge game for us. We have to literally forget about Middlesbrough now. We've got all our chums in the pub, we're gonna have a good night with them, but Tuesday is all about Leeds United at Griffin Park. If we don't go up this year, I'm still gonna have a brilliant summer and it's not gonna define my year. However, I, I can start to smell something now
0: so that was some of the reaction from both sides after Brentford's 3-2 win uh, against Middlesbrough at home on the weekend goals again for uh, two of the front three, Brian Mbwemo and Ollie Watkins interestingly though, one thing I wanted to pick up with you guys, before we talk about the real positives and again, Brentford scoring goals conceding twice against Middlesbrough Dave, what's how do you come out of the game? Do you think three points, it's get, getting a step close to promotion, we're scoring goals, that's great or are you actually being a little bit maybe more pragmatic and thinking the two goals, that's what we need to focus on. We need to eradicate that out of our game if we are going to get promoted.
4: I think the two goals on, on Saturday was a bit of a slip. That's you know We, we haven't seen that for, for quite a while. Um, if you know you look at our goal difference, that does allow us to have a, a game that's a little bit closer than we would like sometimes. Scoring three goals normally means we've won 3-0 or 3-1, not 3-2. So... Yeah, obviously it's it's something that the the, the coaches and the players will be aware of and and they'll be disappointed with themselves. It made for a great game Um, and as I say, it, it made for the game to be a little bit closer than anyone would have wanted and luckily... Ollie Watkins, you know, he was in the right place at the right time, produced the right finish with three minutes to go and, and set the place, um, you know, set the place. Uh, everyone was on their feet. And I think that sometimes you need that as a fan. You know, it's not perfect, no. And we're not, we're still a very young team. We're not going to get perfection at both ends of that pitch every week. But, it meant that it was a very, very memorable win. And it, when the pressure was on, we were looking at each other going, you know, what's going to happen? Are we going to pull this out? And to be fair, Middlesbrough had a chance to, to make it 3-2 their way as well before that. So, yeah, I, I think Thomas Frank and and, the, and his defensive coaches will have looked at that with the players in the last couple of days. And, they, you know, tomorrow they need to iron all that out. To be fair... It's the first time we've let in two goals
1: for, I think it's 13 games, or 12 games. The last game was actually the 7th of December, Sheffield Wednesday away as well. And that game is a game that we should have been clear in the first half. We didn't put away our chances in the second one They came at us, they got a penalty, they got a goal, uh, another goal, um, Fletcher. And it was quite disappointing other than that. But other than that... You know, don't forget we've got the best defence in the league. You know, better than Leeds, better than West Brom, better than everybody. You know, we don't let in goals. You know, a lot of people are talking about, you know, Pontus Janssen and saying, oh, you know, if Pontus is back in, he'll be sort of guiding that defence. You know, he wouldn't let that guy get the free header in in the second half. But you have to remember that we are a team and we have players who have got different skills and different skill sets. And, uh, you know, we, yes, we let him get the shot in the first half and they've got that free header. But... You know, the flip side of it is, you know, we fought back from it. We actually came back and we actually got the third goal, which is something that we may not have done last season. So, you know, swings and roundabouts, as they say, yes, of course, we want to keep it tight. The fact is that our team hasn't changed. We haven't gone downhill. We've let in one goal. Where we've let in two goals. I mean, i I listened to, uh, I listened to the to the you know to the Leeds uh, the Square Ball podcast today. Actually, it was quite interesting. And they you know they're saying you know don't worry, we'll beat Brentford because you know they the Borough let in two goals against them, and you see what Borough are like. They were terrible. I'm not be really funny. We played Borough in I think it was September. No, August it was, and they were terrible. You know, and we beat them, but that was not, that was August. That's not now. Yeah. Borough are a different side now. So what we're saying is that what I like and I say this again we're keeping really focused we know what the teams are like we mustn't get too ahead of ourselves you know I quite like the fact that and we'll talk about it later that you know um, I can't remember exactly which player it wasn't I don't think it was Phillips but one of the Leeds players said you know we're the best team in the league and he put it out there it's all over social media whereas we're kind of just holding it down and just doing our job and I think that's the way to go about doing it because Anything can happen between now and the end of the season. And, you know, some things, yes, some teams are great, but things happen which are out of your control. So you kind of just need to just kind of get your head down and, and, and knuckle on with it.
0: At the other end of the field, no problems. Absolutely no problems for Brentford. 52 goals scored this season. Only West Brom have more. J- just reading off these statistics, Ollie Watkins, 20 goals, 3 assists. Brian and Buemo, 12 goals, 5 assists. Saeed Rama, 8 goals, 5 assists. You would suggest, though, a much bigger impact than that. Dave, at the start of the season, even though you would have been excited about some of those players and, and Watkins stepping up into that centre-forward role and Ben Rahm, who was linked with the Premier League last summer... Could you quite have foreseen how impressive the front three have been this season?
4: No, I'd, I'd be a liar if I said I, I, I could. Have, I had a crystal ball and I knew exactly what was going to happen. You obviously hope. You, we knew that Ben Rama had. He's got the skill set to to do anything to anyone at any time. He, he tries things that are outrageous. Um, more more often than not, they they do come off. Um, now and again, he, he'll try something and, it, and and he fails miserably. But you know that's that's the. Evolving side of his game, he's still a young player, and he's in he's learning to have that confidence and that flair, and be able to produce the kind of things he does um, on on a very high level of, uh, of football. You know, the championship. If he can do that, um, I'm sure he can do it in the Prem as well in a year or maybe two years. Um, Brian and Waymo was uh, pretty much of an unknown quantity. Yep. He um, started off the last f- first couple of games quite slowly. Um, he's really come into his own now. He's getting stronger and stronger. He, he really has um, f- been a you know a jigsaw puzzle piece that has fitted in perfectly up, up the top. And as you mentioned there, Ollie Watkins. Yeah, I mean he had he had big boots to fill when yeah. uh, more pay left, and you hope he does that. Um, there was lots of fans, including us, that were kind of like, OK, well, you know, he's still a great player, but is he a centre-forward? And he's proved that he is. Um, and 20 goals uh, so far with with 15 games to go, he's got every chance of, uh, of hitting 25, if not higher. So, you know, again, we're, we're, we don't put the pressure on him um, and we're not putting pressure on any of those front three. But we know that... The, the defenders of other clubs they can't put two men on everyone yeah. and that allows one of them to have space at any time and they can all they can all sort of move around within that so we are very very uh blessed in that department
1: what was interesting for me was i mean baptiste and fosser two players that we signed in the window yep. as well surprised everybody because everyone you know it would not be funny we had a, we had a lot of money to spend you know we probably had about 20 million plus in the black after you know the money we got in from our signings before and the money that we spent we hadn't spent any mail pay money or anything like that and we end up buying two players as a, a, a total of three million and uh, a lot of people going "Who, who, who are these guys you know but um one of them, like I said, Baptiste, he is meant to be a fantastic player, a really good prospect. Uh, he's a box-to-box midfielder. He's one who puts you know, ball sticks to his feet. He can glide through defences, which is a problem that we've had when we you know, come against sides like Forrest, who, again, a lot of the Leeds fans were probably kind of you know, moaning, probably in the same way that we were with Forrest, in the fact that they'd find it hard to break down. And, you know, they just sat back and then they just kind of hit you on the break you know they got a goal with a lucky deflection for us but fair play to them that's what they did they took the shot and but what we did is immediately we went out and signed baptiste who's the player that hopefully will be able to kind of negate that type of play for us and we thought you know it's going to be two three maybe four five weeks before he we gets find the patterns of play and all that kind of stuff but no bang they put him straight on the bench with fossu as well and they were sitting down there probably we're never going to play but they had to get the vibe as to what it was well so for me I think that's quite interesting because it means that they could pop up at any time. They could pop up against Leeds or against Birmingham on Saturday and that led something extra to Brentford which we haven't had in the last few months which I think is really positive even us going in for this promotion campaign.
0: One man that I'm sure will be pretty happy with how things are going at the moment is manager Thomas Frank. Let's hear a little bit from him now.
5: I think it was a difficult game um, throughout. First 15 minutes we we were in control, we didn't create enough. um, But after 15 minutes I think we got top of the game, created chances, uh, scored the first goal uh, on a set piece, uh, which was extremely important, and we were in control and created more chances. So we could have scored uh, one more uh, in that that spell. Second half, until the 2-2 goal, I think it was a little bit too much back and forth. And, and I like us to control even more, take advantage of the of the space um, that, that, that were in the game. But after that I'm really pleased with our coolness, our sticking to the plan, sticking to the structure. I uh, praise Said and, and Brian a lot for keeping good wide positions, so we always had, uh, had an out ball uh, to them and we can create opportunities. We we hit that half space behind uh, behind them. Two goal is just absolutely well-drilled well goal. Uh, so so pleased that we got that and, and showed that that attitude and mentality to come back in the game. We, we constantly speak about uh, attitude, uh, constantly speak about togetherness, constantly speak about hard work, um, and that's what we did today. Also, attitude to stay in the game, to do the right bits, so to do what we we have been doing so far, um, and, and, and giving or having that late winner just is a massive boost. Of course, we like the, the league top scorer to get to the end of the ball, um, and he, he was there. And, and Oli, I think this is... Another example of how much Oli Watkins has been growing as a player and as a striker, uh, because he, he didn't actually had a chance in the game, I think, but kept going, kept arriving in the right position, kept um, uh, wanted the ball, kept pressing, and just, you know, stayed in the game, and then he got the winner. We know we are Fred uh, going forward. We know that it goals in the teams and we can defend well, um, which I think we actually did again today. They so had um, a shot from outside the box. And there was on a goal, that was offside, clear offside um, on the 2-2. There's only one thing is the big chance they had the, the cross um, across the box.
2: We've all got one, and we're not afraid to put it on display. Our opinions, that is. Share yours now at Love Sport Radio on Twitter or call us 0208 70 20 558. Love Sport Radio, your fan station.
0: Welcome back to the Brentford Fan Show with the Besotted Podcast. Guys, Billy the B Grant and Dave Lane and myself, Kieran Critcher. We've been talking about the win on the weekend that continues Brentford's push for promotion. But there is a, well, uh, a big game. I think that that's the perfect way of putting it tomorrow evening at Griffin Park. It's Brentford against Leeds. Are Leeds having their familiar collapse is it at it fair at the to stage po- of the season? Is it fair to call it a six-pointer? Is it more Ooh. than, Is it? do you think oh. it's more, I've said this about a few games recently in, in Premier League Championship, more than six points at, because eight, I, eight, well I mean <laughs> it, you, you could put a specific <laughs> points tally on it, but in terms of I think this result or this game could signify where both teams are going for Brentford, they win this, they get all the confidence they need to get promoted for Leeds, it could be a bit of a turnaround for them. I mean, it is. I, I think you're 100 percent
1: right. This is a this is a very key game for both of us. I mean, we thought the Forest game was a key game, but obviously after, but then it depends on what happens after that as well. Because after that, we won, you know we beat Hull, we bit won two matches. Uh, Forest lost to Birmingham C- City, so things have changed. You know, things sort of kind of levelled itself out. I think this is very important from a, as you say from a psychological point of view as well, because the fact that, that we were so far behind Leeds in December, we weren't even. We everyone was still like I said to you, will Brentford make playoffs that's what that was you know if you listen to don goodman on sky that's what he was saying oh yeah maybe and all of a sudden now they're going yeah i always knew brentford would be you know you know could go for the top two you know again so that's where the scenario is so in our players heads you could see that with thomas Frank, he's a real people person all he's doing is saying, look, I "Told you guys, you're good enough. You know, just go out and do your thing. You know, don't, don't 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 get braggadocious. Just just go out and just do your thing. And if you if you win, it's great. If you lose, don't worry. We just come back again the next week. So if we lose one week, next week come back, bang, five one. So I think that's a really positive way that he's he's actually kind of tuned the, the, tuned them up. This match though with with Leeds is it, honestly it is so huge because all of a sudden, if if the results go our way. We are literally right on Leeds's, uh, you know, we're we're right on their tails. And as we said, you know, Leeds, you know, I'm not going to throw massive XG, but it's, it's quite important to know, like statistically, they were so far out and also they still create loads of chances. These are a bit of an anom- anomaly because they do create so many chances. They are, you know, on paper, the best team in the league. They go out there, they create chances to do the things. They're unlucky. They've been unlucky in a lot of matches as well, you know, um, against, but also maybe they're a little bit like us, like against Forest, squeeze them tight. So they're struggling to get through. Now, the fact is that if they... Um, the results don't go right against them. Mentally, what are the players going to be like going into the next sort of kind of 13 or 14 games of the season? And I think that's key.
4: Yeah, I mean, something you said to me before we came on air, and you know, you see, I, I know exactly what you mean. And I went, no. You said I, it looks like we're going to learn a lot about both sides tomorrow. And I'm like, I don't want to learn anything tomorrow night. I want I want Leeds to be the Leeds they've been over the last seven weeks. I want Brentford to be the Brentford they've been over the last month and a half i want more of the same tomorrow i I know exactly what you mean you know it's literally you're probably going to learn more about brentford and whether we're going to you know we're going to crack under the pressure it's a real pressure cooker um He's a six pointer. Plus you but we've got a goal difference as well. So, you know, it, it it's it is really, really critical. But my, my biggest fear is I mean at the moment the analogy I use is like Leeds United are like a damp box of matches. You can't you, you keep trying to get a light off of one and you can't get a light. They keep trying, trying and trying and all of a sudden though. One of those damp matches goes off like a bonfire, and and I'm hoping it's not tomorrow because, as, as Billy said rightly said, Leeds have got all the ammunition and they've got all the quality. They're a good side, man. They are. We can all laugh. We can all laugh about how they you know they've cracked recently, but that doesn't make them a bad team, no. and and they will win, you know, again. They will. they will. Hopefully, it's just not tomorrow. So what what's the mood
0: then amongst Brentford fans? Is it a case of you're playing with confidence and you think Leeds are showing signs of their typical collapse at this stage of the season so it's all kind of right we we think we can win this or is it a cautious sense of optimism that we're capable of doing it let's just not kind of come across as being too arrogant thinking that job's done we're going to get this game done and dusted and win
1: 100% cautious optimism because the thing is we've been there before we've seen what it's like we've been like I said to you we we are a good side and we've been a good side for years but we haven't necessarily delivered what we inverted commas should have a lot of people say well you can only deliver if you score the goals yes of course that's true but at the end of the day also you know i've seen sides that are not so good teams but what they've done is that they've put the goals in the back of the net they've gone up you know they've gone up the league they've ended up sort of blowing out you know in playoffs you know teams like reading you know a few years ago who weren't a particularly great side but they got to the playoffs and they got to play a final but they, they you know they weren't a great side so what i'm saying to, to us we know that we are however that's not good enough because you have to deliver and i'm this game i think is crucial for us probably from a mentality point of view to know that you know if we get something out of it we have delivered something which we might not have done the, the previous season if
4: we win tomorrow we stand all the chance of of actually going on and and really doing something this year i mean I like really i'm not going to say the words but we know that we won't become a bad team overnight either. We're going to carry on being dangerous. We're going to carry on hopefully being very tight at the back. We will let goals in. We will lose games. We were going to do all of those things, but we bounce back. So we don't want to be bouncing back after tomorrow. We've got a really tough trip to Birmingham on Saturday. They're in a bit of form. They've got got a couple of our ex-players there that will want to prove themselves. Scott Hogan seems to be scoring. He'll love to score against us, I'm sure. So beyond tuesday we've got really really tough fixtures coming up but i think we have to just remember that we are a very good team too leeds have got a lot to be scared about but we also are not going to take this game lightly personally i'm
1: very very paranoid and scared about injuries right and that's where i'm at because the fact is that you can throw all these figures and these stats and what you're doing and all this into the pot but what you can't take into account is if somebody goes missing. So yeah. If you get a red card, if you get injuries, you and you, you just cannot, you know. So that is the thing that I'm paranoid about. And like I said to you, the, the last season we got to the players, we were very, very lucky that we had no real injuries. So we, we f- flowed through. I mean, we crawled over the line in the end, but with the team that we had. But if we had an injury to Andre Gray or one of our key players, I mean, it would have been all over for us that season. This season, we've been relatively lucky. We have had a few injuries, but because we've got a bigger squad and a better squad, we've been able to deal with it. But if, you know, if Ollie Watkins goes down or, you know, say if Brian goes down, you know, for us all of a sudden it's like we're going to have to be able to compensate to play for that. And that, that worries me all the
4: time. Don't forget, though, we've we've had this really good run without Pontus in the team. And Pontus is, is you know, is, is a very, very important player for us. I think if we are going to go on and achieve anything this year beyond, you know, just finishing in the playoffs, um, Pontus is going to have to play a part in that. I think we are going to come up against... Teams that you know we really are going to have to not concede absolutely at any cost, and then hopefully we get a chance. West Brom is one of those games. I think at home, West Brom have got all the ammunition to shut up shop and make life very, very difficult for us. I think if we concede in that game, um, we need to be worried. If we concede tomorrow night, I still think you know we can go toe to toe with Leeds, and and it could be a, a high scoring, uh, entertaining game which which could go either way. I just got obviously. So you've got to hope it goes our way.
0: You mentioned Pontus Janssen's name there. He's in a late fitness test, I believe, in the morning to see whether he can play. He will quite clearly be motivated to play this game, but are you worried in any way that that can turn into perhaps like hyping things up too much and, and wanting to prove a point to Leeds wanting to get one over in them that it might be one of those performances where he tries too hard and it, in in some ways that that actually kind of bounces back against him
4: absolutely tomorrow night is, n- is not about Pontus Jansen at all it's about Brentford getting three yeah. points and you know, he he. If he's not 100% fit, I I don't think he'll play, and he won't he won't play just because it's Leeds and that um, they they won't risk uh, a 75% fit player just because he used to play for them. I, I think that's not going to come into it. I'd, I'd be shocked if that came into it, um, and I'll be I'll actually be disappointed because uh, we need the strongest team. Not there's no there's no kind of room for nostalgia there. So do you think he's going to play tomorrow? More to the point, no, I, no, I don't. I don't think. I, I don't. I don't. Think Think he's, he hasn't played in the last three four five games so he can't be match fit so so for that reason he doesn't play uh, ho- hopefully he's back on Saturday if he's if he's close but tomorrow I, I don't see it being a change team at all
0: not worth taking the risk then because it's such a big game that someone who hasn't played in the last few games it would be too big a risk no, no matter who that player is to bring him in for such a such an important game
4: I don't. I don't personally think so. I, I. I'm. I don't think he's fit. So I don't think that's going to be a consideration.
1: The th- okay. The thing that we have to remember is. Um is we, we brought Julian Vier in at a time and when we brought him in last season and, everyone, and everyone's going yeah he's the rock you know it took him a bit of time to get going but you know he's the rock he's a great player he's a player that we need you know people were talking about you know um, even the last game against Borough I think it is that uh, you know um, you know, his passing um, you know completely passes I think he was about 86% but also about 61% in the opposition's you know in the opposition half so all of a sudden he's actually sort of kind of creating play as well so Vier is a player with who we think oh he's our third third place, you know, um <laughs> central defender. But he's actually you know, not be funny, he's actually quite good. He's, and he's, now he's w-
4: got a mistake in him the whole time
1: yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. And okay, you know, you no know, he has, but then, you know, again, interestingly how these players learn from these mistakes is that they they play more and they play a lot more. What is interesting though is that putting Ethan Pinnock in beside him who had a very slow start to the season we pulled him out, all of a sudden it's like we seem to have a situation where Ethan Pinnock is, is the mopping up man. He's the one that gets in there, heads all the balls away, clears all the balls away, stuff like that, and then he works alongside Jean Vier. So I think that if it was Jean Vier and maybe somebody from, you know, like uh, a Conza from last season together in central defence, Divin- then I'd be very nervous, you know what I'm saying? But him and Pinnock together,
4: I'm a lot more comfortable you know, as a you know, our second string centre absolutely fair. Yeah. No, but I you mean, know, going back to your point, if Pontus is 100% fit, play him. Yeah, I mean, I, I get that. If he's not, then don't. Um, and having, having listened to uh, you know, a couple of Leeds United podcasts in the last 24 hours, they are petrified about their goalkeeper. Their goalkeeper is a liability in their in their view. This is Leeds fans saying this, not it's me, Kiko Keiko, Castilla, Keiko yeah. Castilla. Um, they are petrified anytime an opposition uh, team gets a corner that they're going to concede anyone that takes a shot um, on target that bounces in front of him he'll either let it in or he'll push it back into a danger area that is something that we'll mop up all day long Um, we're hopefully uh, hopefully we're hopeful that um, Bielsa makes no changes because he's not he's not used to making changes but you know, there's a there's a big shout out for him to, to swap the goalkeeper tomorrow.
0: Well, you mentioned Leeds fans being worried about Kiko Casilla. I wonder what our next guest will have to think will have to say about
2: that. Giving your team a voice. Love Sport
0: Radio. We've been talking about a rather significant game at Griffin Park tomorrow. It's Brentford against Leeds. Only a couple of points separates the two sides. We've been talking uh, to Dave and to Billy in the studio here from a Brentford perspective. Now though, it's time to get the opposite perspective, I'm delighted to say joining us on the line this evening is Joe from Leeds Vlog, All Leeds TV. Thank you very much for your time this evening Joe. Uh, The guys in the studio here from Brentford's perspective saying cautious optimism from Brentford going into the game. From the other perspective from Leeds, is it Cautious negativity going into the game, or are they still confident going into this one?
2: Um, First and foremost, I've just been listening there, boys. I I wish we were as calm as you guys, honestly. (laughs) Um, As a collective of fans at the moment, it's such a pressure cooker. Um, All over social media, I think we're all so nervous after the run we've been on. Um, We never do well um, against Brentford. Um, I mean, Bielsa hasn't won in London. Um, we haven't won at Griffin Park since 1950. You guys are top of the form table. We're 22nd. It doesn't make for great reading, and uh, I think there's a real nervousness that we're going to drop out of the top two tomorrow. And then uh, where does the the land lie for us? You know, it's been been quite a quite a fall uh, from grace over the well since Cardiff, really. Um, I, I just wanted to. What I did want to get is is the guys' thoughts on what Thomas Frank had to say today because it's really stoked up a bit of um, a bit of spice, really, where he said that you know that we fear Brentford and we couldn't pick up this venue for tomorrow night's game at Griffin Park. I know this that's probably of what I've just read, probably um, align with that. But I just wanted to get your guys' thoughts because I think it's added a bit of spice where. He didn't really need to say it. I mean, if I'm Dallas or Cooper or Aileen, KT, I'm saying, look at what Frank's saying about us, lads. Come on, we need to get a positive result, you know?
4: Hi Joe it's Dave here um, I, I listened listen to uh, Thomas Frank's uh, press conference today and it, he did he did say words to that effect, but it certainly wasn't said in any kind of um, brash kind of way uh, the, 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 okay. the, 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 the press guys were kind of trying to get him to say something that um, they could twist into something exactly like your you know the reaction that you're, you know you're yeah. saying has happened on social okay. media they tried to get him to talk about bielsa and he, to be fair to him he did answer the question. But he wasn't going to get drawn on anything contentious. And what he was basically saying was, you know, the form of the two teams, you can't you can't question, you know, one, oh, we're, we're, you know, we're on, on, our, on our ups, on our uppers in, um, you know, in a stadium where our recent history has been excellent. Um, and you're on a stinky run. Come into a team that's in form yeah, when you're yeah, out of yeah. form. I think, really, I mean, without being dull, a proper dullard about this, he was just he was stateably obvious If I'm honest with you, um, <laughs> he, 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 he wasn't saying he wasn't trying to stir it up at all. Thomas Frank is not that kind of person. He, he, he you know, he, he's, a, he's a fascinating football man, but he's not one for sound bites. He's not one for mind games. You're not going to get any any kind of um, you know uh, bravado out of him. Joe. yeah, hey, it's Billy mate. How you cool. doing?
2: You're all right. Yeah, good mate.
1: Good. Yeah. Yeah, I know you know because we chat I mean we chat a lot we chat at least once sort of once yeah. a week and you know we, I'll get your and I've been getting your views with me chatting for the probably the last two or three months and obviously yeah. things have shifted a lot from saying you know October November to now you know we're back in February now. Now, what do you think it is? which because I'm not being funny and we've said this before and we're bearing the utmost respect to Leeds Leeds are still yeah. one of the if not the best side in the league but the, mm-hmm. the car is misfiring you know you know, the spark plugs are going and, and it's misfiring at the moment now but you know you might go into a garage and change the spark plugs and it might be okay yeah. why do you think it is that you are in the position you are at the moment now?
2: Um, I think personally we, we have to, to go back to December and that Cardiff collapse um I think we were we well we were three 0 up at half time. Uh, everything's rosy, we'd have gone to, to you know, thirteen points uh, ahead of the chasing pack. Um and them, them frailties of, of last season seem to have come in. We've conceded three uh, and ended up drawing the games. Uh, I mean since then we've won two games in ten. Uh, we've had no clean sheets since that game. Um there's been a, a real frailty with regards to Kiko Casilla. Um just to give you some sort of stats before that, um he saved eighty-two point five percent of shots this uh, since that game. He's got a save percentage of forty four point eight. Um so you know, he's almost halved. And there's this period of time first shots on goal uh, just seem to be going in. You've seen against Forrest uh, at the weekend. Um he he's getting beat at his near post and he's a he's a keeper that's play you know, applied his trade at the top level and he shouldn't be getting beat. And there are calls for for him to come out of the side. I know you spoke about it briefly before I came on. There is a real worry uh, amongst Leeds fans about Kiko Casillo's capabilities at this moment in time. Um, and of course, we, we're struggling to take chances. Ultimately, you said yourselves, we, we create a lot. Um, we're just not putting it in the back of the net. And, and, and that's there is a lot of that on Patrick Bamford, but this time last season, the likes of um, Hernandez, Click, uh Roof, they were all in double figures. Um, and our second highest scorer's own goals, so so we're really lacking in that department. And um, yeah, I would. It, it is genuinely. It seems to have fallen off a cliff since since that Cardiff game, really. But it's,
1: it's interesting you say that, Joe, because I mean, you, you mentioned a few of the stats there as well. Listen, you guys, yeah. like I said to you, you're doing the business um, and, 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 and you're, you're, you're creating the chances. But at the end of the day, um, the one thing that it can't measure, because the fact is that you are out there, there's 100% that you're out there. But the one thing that it can't measure is players' mentality. Stats doesn't measure the mentality. It doesn't measure, you know, if you're going to get a player injured next week. Now, do you think, because this has happened, you know, a couple of seasons, quite a lot. Do you think there's a mentality thing there as well where you've got to January and whether or not it's... Because with us, we kind of had that for a while and we ended up having to get uh, a more experienced players in, like Pontus Janssen, to try and guide yeah. the players in so that our mentality wouldn't be so fragile. Do you think that you've still got this mentality issue which may be a problem over the next sort of 14 games or so?
2: Yeah, I, I would have to agree with that. I think a lot of a lot of Leeds fans would. would. I mean, what we've got to look at, is, it's a lot of the same core group that have been through these, these patches where, you know, the song comes from, the Leeds are falling apart again. I mean... Um, we, we've seen that and, and again I go back to that Cardiff collapse it seems then that the mentality seems to have, have, have fallen off a cliff you know we've, we've spoken I mean even KP for example um, you know getting that silly red card he has a lot to answer for obviously he's back tomorrow um, which is a massive plus for us um, but are they looking at looking around and at each other, you know, the same core group thinking, you know, it's happening again? How do we get out of this? And and for me, the way we do that is by freshening it up and, and bringing players in, starting the likes of JKA, maybe taking someone out like Tico, who's, who's under a lot of pressure and has uh, Clearly, his, his performances are showing that. Do we bring in Meslier, who you know played brilliant against Arsenal in, in that uh, FA Cup game? Do we, you know, bring in the likes of Pareda, these new findings just to freshen it up? Because you know it's the same eleven week in week out. And I think before the game, I think one of the, regardless of the result from a Leeds United perspective, tomorrow, of course, we want to you know win the game, pick up a point, and be absolutely great down at Griffin Park. But I think we just need to to see changes we need to see that you know we're going to put new bodies in and we can get out of this road there's still you know there's 45 points to play for we've got a lot of games at home you know we have to remain positive yeah,
1: there, there, is, right. there is a long way to go that's to right film. so, so listen, yeah, there listen, is. joe just quickly and we'd, we'd love you to put pervader in as well because he's the reason that we actually we got rid of our academy and the b team because he was poached by manchester city but we won't go into that just quickly just very <laughs> briefly give us a score prediction for the match um, <laughs> a... Oh, go on. Go Joe. on, Joe. Go on, say it, Joe. Go on, we We've
2: got to plug our end Listen, of season
4: podcast. Joe, Joe, have a go. <laughs> right. go on.
2: Listen, OK, if if we we have to score first, um, and if we score first, we'll win the game 2-1. If you score first, then i would be worried and we'll pick up. Go on, I'll go for Leeds United 2-1. All Thank right. you very much
0: for your time this evening, Cheers, Joe. Joe. That was Joe from Leeds Vlog all leads tv ahead of a big game tomorrow night. i believe billy you've got a few plugs to do
1: just quickly podcast on thursday seven o'clock in the morning we'll do that pre birmingham podcast we might have a little guest on there as well we're not sure we're trying to pull him together he's been a little bit little, little, little bit little bit vague at the moment now but we we'll, hopefully we'll get him down on that one also first of my end of season social is absolutely listen check out the lloyd awusu and darren powell podcast which is on um, pride of west dot london it is absolutely brilliant and they'll give you a flavor for what you can get in may 1st of may book your hotels but everything like that uh, com forward slash socials where you can get your tickets
0: there you go that was that was concise predictions Prediction
4: predictions oh
1: yes go I'm, on, I'm going to go one nil to the mighty bees nil nil
4: no, oh, no. I'm not gonna sitting j- on the fence. I'm not. I'm not j- absolutely, am. Yeah, <laughs> sitting on the fence. <laughs> That's not right. what I really think at all.
0: Well, yeah. our time <laughs> has run out, gentlemen. Hopefully, you've been able to deal without Matt Beadle's mug here. Uh, absolutely, Beadle's about. He Beadle's gone. Beatles about. Beatles about. Uh, thank you very much to to Billy the B Grant and to Dave Lane. That's been the Brentford Fan Show with the Besotted Podcast. These guys will be back this time next week, eight until nine pm. Come you on, be's.
3: You be's. Left